0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. I always enjoy bringing you the latest. This is The Scoop. Scoop. It's The Scoop with Doogie. And away we go on this Wednesday afternoon, the 23rd of December. Hello, Scoop Podcast faithful. Happy holidays. This is Scoop Podcast episode... Three hundred and twenty seven. Some quick notes. My Glenn Taylor conversation from today. Then we will call it a podcast. This won't be my normal 90 minutes to two hours podcast. The A job, the main job TV is calling. But I want to make sure I get my Glenn Taylor interview posted before tip off tonight. The Wolves opening their season against the Detroit Pistons at Target Center. Speaking of the Wolves, it looks like they are in. For the G League bubble, Lindell Wigginton, remember him, played for the Iowa Wolves, was in the bubble in September that the Wolves had at Mayo Clinic Square. The Wolves are trying to bring him back. They would like him to play for them in the bubble. John Brebia is a good reliever, or was at least in 2019 for the Cardinals. Had an injury, underwent a surgery. Anyway, Wes Johnson, the Twins pitching coach, talked to him. The Twins made a competitive offer, but he chose an offer from the Giants instead. It's a one-year deal, around $800,000, a major league deal. I'm told the Twins offered a major league contract. It was comparable to what San Francisco offered. It just happened that he chose the San Francisco Giants instead of the Twins, but it's a reminder that the Twins are looking for a reliever, maybe multiple relievers, maybe a high-end reliever, maybe like our guest from last week, Brad Hand or Liam Hendricks or somebody of that ilk, or maybe they trade for somebody like a Craig Kimbrell or somebody else, and they're looking for a lower-end reliever, somebody on a one-year deal for not a lot of money. They have some interest in Jake McGee, some others that fit that ilk, but Brebia was a guy they tried to sign, and did not succeed. I keep hearing some interesting things about Alex Stalock, Wild's backup goalie. That it'll be a while. The Wild are calling it an upper body injury. I just, I sense from, from a few people that would know that there's more to the story. I'm not in a position to announce everything right this second, but it's a storyline worth following. I wish Alex. Nothing but the best. Really good guy. I ran into him in the summer when I did a story on Rashad Bateman training at, at Adam Thielen's gym in Woodbury. Alex was there that day. Caught up with Alex for a while. Jake Gensel was there that day. It was a great, great afternoon of just hanging out with a bunch of athletes. But Alex has just a heart of gold. So I wish Alex nothing but the best. Those same people tell me that they prefer Zach Parisi as the next captain. It seemingly is down to Parisi and Jared Spurgeon. If he had to make a betting favorite... You could make Spurgeon the betting favorite, but the people I've been in contact with prefer Parisi, captained the Devils when they made that run to the Stanley Cup Finals a handful of years ago, was the captain of Team USA in the Olympics a handful of years ago. Bottom line, he's just more vocal than Jared Spurgeon. When you think captain, Zach Parisi exudes captaincy more so than Spurgeon, but I would not be shocked if Spurgeon... Ends up getting it. I'm talking this afternoon with Jamari Joyner. He's a transfer wide receiver from Arizona. Some pretty good stats the last couple years. The Gophers made him a scholarship offer, so I'm curious to hear his take on that. But, yeah, the Gophers trying to get a pretty good transfer receiver from the University of Arizona. The Gophers tried to get offensive linemen from Benilde St. Margaret's by way of Harvard, Eric Wilson, but he chose a few weeks ago Auburn instead, but he is now open-minded, right? Auburn goes through the coaching change. Doesn't make sense to me why you would pay Gus Malzahn all that money to bring in the head coach from Boise just from afar. That is incredibly head-scratching, but nonetheless, Wilson is open-minded now. Doesn't know if if he fits in in a non-Gus Malzahn Tigers program, so he is he is certainly open minded, hearing from from some other schools, but certainly an interesting situation. I was curious, by the way, if Auburn had reached out to PJ Flex camp just to see, not the PJ with his family situation would have moved to Alabama. I don't think that was ever going to happen, but I was curious if Auburn had interest. I was told the answer is no. Speaking of more to the story, Jarvis Omersa, the Gopher men's basketball team, announces a few days ago he is opting out of the season. Due to concerns over, you know, just the pandemic, the situation, I firmly believe there is a lot more to that story. So I will work on unearthing more. I've heard some stuff, but I'll work on trying to get some more information on that front. Congratulations to my buddy Frank Ragnall. Loved being at his draft party a couple of years ago, the former Chanhassen High School star. His mom is a sweetheart, just a great, great family. He makes the Pro Bowl. The cool thing is... That fans really didn't vote for him, even though the fans are part of the process. It was pretty much players and coaches that got him in. He is highly, highly thought of around the league, including here in Minnesota. The Vikings love Frank Ragnow. Remember a couple drafts ago, he went pick 20. The Vikings got Mike Hughes like 10, 11 picks later, if Ragnow had fallen to them or even fallen just a few more spots, the Vikings would have moved up for Ragnow. They loved him in the pre-draft process. It just was tough to jump over Detroit. Detroit was locked in on Ragnow 20, so you really had to get to pick 19 or 18 to move up. 13, 14 spots in the first round takes a ton of draft capital, so he just didn't fall far enough for the Vikings to move up. But make no mistake, Frank Ragnow is beloved by the Vikings. All right, let's now get to Glenn Taylor, Wolves and Lynx owner. I caught up with Glenn earlier today. Glenn, before we get to your team, just how how are you doing personally and professionally? I mean, this year has been trying on literally everybody. Like I'm trying to avoid hyperbole, Glenn, but literally everybody has been impacted by the pandemic one way or another. I think about two people near and dear to the Wolves family in the last few weeks, Sid Hartman. Tom Hanneman passing away. So I'm just curious, Glenn, before we get to your team, just how how are you holding up?
1: Well, um, first of all, I've headquartered into my home. I have an office here in my home, so I'm working out of that every day. I'm back at work, you know, pretty much um, handling phone calls like what you were talking about. I mean, we have 70-some facilities you know, and 10,000 employees and stuff like that there. So the, you know, people being ill and stuff is on the top of our list, how we're handling them and, and, you know, taking care of so Thank goodness. Nobody from our company has died. We've had two people in the hospital. So most of ours, we've caught it early, gotten, you know, gotten the care that they needed and, and uh, nothing serious, but, you know, besides that, as you indicated, our we've had friends outside of business that have gotten it and have passed away and stuff like that. So it really kind of scares you a little bit and, and uh, makes sure that you're cautious. Our lives, Becky and I, my life, is really around our family. Mm-hmm. They come and go from our house, our kids, our grandkids. They come and go from our house. We haven't, you know, divided us that way. So we... We, uh if they stop over we do a lot of babysitting and and cares which what which, uh, we're doing today I have three three little kids here so and I just work it around in my office but uh, business wise uh, we you know we've made a lot of tough decisions and stuff like that because it' has, has affected my businesses differently you know some of them have done very well and some of them the sales are way down but Trying to take care of your employees is a is a big responsibility, and that's where so watching over our family and our employees.
0: And I mean, even just you know one's mental well being. Like I think about Sid, right? I mean, you know this. I'm incredibly close with Chad. You know, Chad told me, Chad's told a lot of people that that Sid didn't die directly from from COVID, but like his life was so altered that Chad is convinced that that a large reason why Sid left us was he just he couldn't go about his normal daily life
1: well that's that's uh you're absolutely right it just uh, really changes it i mean that's why i'm saying a little bit i'm kind of uh, you know at work because i get up in the morning and come in here and work and usually i work until three or four o'clock uh, you know i doing the regular work except that uh, it's all people stuff you know what decisions that need need to be made and uh and come out, you know, we lost some product lines, so we had to come up with some new product lines and stuff like that, help with the development of the marketing programs. and Now, those things I love to do, so so it isn't uh, all bad.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, tonight is the start of, of yet another NBA season. Thankfully, you you haven't lost the Wolves, so you still have, have the Wolves. Is this your, Glenn, correct me if I'm wrong, is this your 27th opening night as owner?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: I mean, it's somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, 26, 27, yeah, but I guess... I
1: think so. I yeah. mean, if it's twenty six, 27, 28, I'm not sure, but it's stuff
0: to like that. Yeah, I mean, it's somewhere in that vicinity. I mean, I guess here's the way I'll ask it. Is, is your excitement level for tonight's opener about the same as it was that first opening night?
1: Oh, no, no, no. No, uh, this is not as fun, you know, not being there. I'm not going to go up to the game tonight because they've got so many things they're trying to... Be careful. The league has got so many uh, restrictions on them. And if I went to the game, it would be, you know, I know they'd take care of me. I know they'd do all the things they needed to do. But I just told uh, Ethan and stuff that you guys just prepare for the game and don't worry about me. Take care of who who you have to take care of. Well, that takes away a lot of the excitement Mm -hmm. of of, uh, not being there. I mean, you know I have those special seats But right by the players and the coaches, and I always, part of our, the game is talking to them. Part of the game is I always came up and met with some customers before the, di- the game, and, and you might say, entertain them or talked to, with them or visited with them. So you know, the day was a much bigger day than, than uh, this one's going to be for a starter, but it's going to be different. I'm going to be watch, and I'm going to be hopeful.
0: Is there hope speaking of being hopeful that at some point Glenn, like you guys play in Utah here in the coming days, Utah is one of a few franchises that can have some fans in the building? Is there some hope before the season is over that you guys will be able to welcome back some fans to target Center?
1: yeah, I think the 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 thing is hard for me to answer is because that's sort of dictated by politics i mean it, you know the governor makes. The decision of which uh, places you can be, and Mm -hmm. so this is not an NBA uh, situation. So there's, I think there's seven or eight teams tonight that are going to go ahead and have some level of fan base just because they can in those states. So here I have to wait until um, you know until the governor and and those people that are responsible feel that that it might be appropriate to have an indoor event like this so it's not even my decision at this point
0: do you guys though have a plan in place that you feel comfortable with if if the green light is given eventually
1: we do i I mean i have a great staff over there and they they have thought about all the alternatives and stuff so when it does you know we'll start we'll start small and and make sure that we're doing it right and then just try to grow i mean if you ask me right now i'd like the second half of the season to be one in which which uh, we have uh, people in attendance.
0: Is it playoffs or bust? And when I say that, Glenn, with the play-in tournament now, the 9 seed, the 10 seed, I mean, I guess I personally consider that to some extent the playoffs. So, I mean, is, is the expectation to at least get the number 10 seed?
1: Well, that's you're asking different people. And I guess they'll get you different answers. But that's mine. I know that I know that there's a in our division that there's a bunch of teams out there with uh, more veteran players than our players and more seasoned, and and they're really good teams. And and but we have a young team. But uh, I just have the high expectation that uh, without injuries or illness. You know, that uh, when you look around, I know it's going to be tough, but my expectations are is that uh, somehow we make it into the, the playoffs. And then once you make the playoffs, who knows?
0: I mean, I look at it, Glenn, that, that, yeah, you guys are the youngest team in the league, but, like, Jada McDaniels isn't a rotation guy. You know, some of the younger guys aren't really rotation guys. When you look at it, your core, I mean, Cats in the prime of his career. Russell's in the prime of his career. Ricky Rubio still hopefully is in the prime of his career. Like a lot of guys that will be playing tonight, do have experience.
1: I think the only thing that works against them a little bit is they haven't played together as much as some of the other teams have. Mm-hmm. But but uh, you know we should uh, you know may, maybe it makes it start out a little slower. But but uh, they should I mean they're professionals. They should get over that relatively soon uh, and get you know. Uh, I think all the teams are probably a little bit not in condition as they would like to be because just because of the shortened preseason.
0: What sort of expectations are realistic for, for Carl Anthony Towns, Glenn? I mean, he's dealt with, with so much grief. He admitted to us in a Zoom call a few weeks ago that, that it's going to be hard to play, but he is choosing to play. Last time I checked, Glenn, you're compensating him incredibly fairly, so there has to be some level of expectation when you're paying him that much money, but but dealing with so much grief, like, I'm having a hard time figuring out what are realistic expectations for Towns.
1: Well, I, you know, I understand his situation and, and with the family and stuff like that. But I just think that, you know, uh, individuals, you got to be strong enough. I mean, if you're at any type of work and, st- you know, you're going to have the that concern of uh, death in the family and stuff like that. And that's it's a big level, but uh, you know we all are expect, expected to sort of divide those things into um, support, and I think the team is, is supporting him in, in that area. In turn, he's got teammates. He's got other people that are relying on him too, so I'm hopeful that he, he has the, the strength within to come in and recognize that uh, he's a professional, and when he's with the team, he's out there to... And give it his his utmost. I, I really think he will. I, I just think this and probably basketball getting into the league will be good for him in the sense that that you can concentrate your mind on other things and you don't concentrate it on solely the the deaths in the family all the time.
0: And I'm sure Glenny wants to turn around. You know the reputation, not from everybody, but from some that that he doesn't play much defense. That he's not an All NBA type center, but then there are some of us that say, "Of course, he's an All NBA type center." So now it's on him to demonstrate that to be one of the best centers in the league, and hopefully lead you guys to the playoffs. Because I'm sure, Glenn, he wants to make the playoffs again.
1: Well, I know he does. I mean, that's what we talk about. <laughs> so I, I know, I know he does, and and uh, I mean, he, he's an elite player, and and uh, and uh, I think it's. We want him to have the consistency every night to come and be that elite player, so that other teams have to double team him just to try to slow him down. I think that we need him to be uh, fit in with the team on defense and stuff like this here, because he he has the, the ability to get in front of guys and just uh, uh, you know slow them down without following him. I mean, right now one of the problems is. It was is that he you know gets his two fouls so quickly that he gets mm-hmm. taken out of the game and stuff like that. That that really hurts the team. It hurts our plans and stuff like that. So uh, you know my expectations are very high of him, and and uh, I'm confident that uh, that he'll deliver.
0: Are you curious to see how the synergy works between him and D'Angelo Russell? I mean, it was only one game last year, Glenn. It was that game in Toronto that they played together, so we know how close they are, but they've only played one regular season game together. <laughs> you did the great thing of, of going into the luxury tax. I don't think a lot of people in your position, I'm not just saying this, tooting your horn because you're on the phone with me, but I think some owners would have said, yeah, I'm not, with this roster, with where we are record-wise, I'm, I'm not going into the luxury tax, but you went into the luxury tax last February to bring in D'Angelo. Just how, how much are you just looking forward to D'Angelo and Cat coexisting?
1: I'm really looking forward to that. I just think uh, we know that Cat's going to get double-teamed, and that's just ideal for us. Is uh, then he can feed it out to somebody like that who's a very good shooter and to open it up. Uh, Also, I think uh, Ricky can be very helpful when he's in there, too, of giving uh, Cat easier shots just because he he just has this uh, knack of uh, finding the open guy. So I think, you know, there's a couple of things here that, we should do better on in supporting each other. And and I think, uh, you know, it's not all up to Cat, but I think that he'll have a supporting cast here that'll help him.
0: When Ricky Rubio is on the court with Cat, I can bet that Cat will get some easy looks, some easy bucket opportunities. How happy are you that Ricky Rubio is back?
1: Yeah, I think he'll help a bunch of the guys. I think um, one of the things we lacked was guys cutting to the basket, And, you know, going going in and getting that easy shot. And I think Ricky, you know, he did that for us before, and he'll do that again. He just has that sense of when a a guy, you know, takes off and heads for the basket to get the the ball at the right place. Um, And I think uh, even probably more important, the other guys will recognize that if they'll work for that and keep moving, uh, that Ricky will reward them.
0: How crazy was the pre-draft process? I mean, all that time building up to – to the number one pick, you guys could have gone in so many different directions, but you end up with Anthony Edwards. Heck, Glenn, he reclassified. Like, he should be, he's an August birthday, but he should be in college right now. He should be a college freshman. So I don't think we should have, like, enormous expectations right from the get-go. Physically, he's already got an NBA body, but I'm just just—I'm curious to see how, how it shakes out with him. And then, you know, watching James Wiseman last night, he looks really good. You know, watching preseason with, with LaMelo Ball, he looks really good. It'll be interesting to, to follow all these rookies.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it really will because it was just a, a small group of them that were all kind of equal and stuff like this. They played different positions. They played different ways and stuff like that. Our guys kind of uh, honed in on... Uh, rookie here uh, quite early and it had a lot of it had to do with his personality they really loved his personality and his willingness to talk about defense and get in there and and stick his nose in and then i think his physical you know just physically how he's built and stuff like that it it appears that he's got muscles and stuff probably for a (laughs) a man that's older than he really is so there they thought there was a and and that should be very helpful. They love his personality. I'd like to say that I know more about him. I don't. Uh, my only interaction with him is over the phone, and that's a hard way to you know to make judgment.
0: You're right, though. I mean, physically, he looks like an NFL linebacker. I mean, he's what 19, and he weighs 230 pounds. Like he is, he is a monster. Just he looks like Hercules.
1: Well, um, you know the. Um I don't know if the body built is quite the same but you know some of the people in the league said that you know he he might be a Dwayne Wade type of person that you know isn't real tall or isn't real short but just can do everything you know uh, pretty well but we'll just have to see if he matures into that type of an individual.
0: Yes if he gets to that level Glenn you will be seriously I'm not I'm not just joking when I say this. Like, if he gets to the Dwayne Wade level, you guys will be having a parade down First Avenue at some point.
1: Well, he fills in that he just fills in that area there that you'd have a person that you could rely on, and that uh, when when uh, whoever gets double teamed, I mean, they, they can't double team too many of them, and, and there's somebody's somebody gonna be wide open. I mean, that's one of the things that we have to uh, learn to do is to get our shots when they're wide open. You look at some of the other teams and how well they do against us on threes and stuff, but if you note, uh, you know, we don't have somebody right in their face. You know, I mean, they're wide open when they shoot, which is a lot easier shot than uh, this shot when uh, somebody's guarding you fairly close. And so there's room for improvement um, for our team to um, play defense in that area.
0: As well as you know, Gerson, is it safe to say that this roster is still unfinished, whether it's a power forward, maybe it's a different position, but probably power forward, that he's still on the phone, you know, trying to make some moves?
1: Well, he's still on the phone and, and looking, and he always will be that way. It doesn't mean that he's going to do uh, too many of the ones that he looks into, but he's, he's curious enough, and he's out there uh, stroking uh, the other leadership at the other teams and just seeing if there's something... There, where they where they uh, have a need, and we can fill it, and yet, you know, get that right person to make us stronger. But I mean, he's pretty close to what he needs here. He's got a lot of young guys.
0: Yeah, and you're right about the right person. Emphasis on the right person. Like there is reportedly a, a very, very good player, a future Hall of Famer, a superstar that that is available, that is attainable right now. He plays in the Western Conference, but but I don't know if it would make sense to bring in a guy like that where he needs to be the alpha, you know, when, when you have Cat and D'Angelo.
1: You're right. Uh, it, not all the players, even though no matter how good they are, are going to fit in with our team, and that's the one thing that Gerson's got to uh, to evaluate uh, the people to make sure that they fit in our uh, system and that uh, it's, World makes big improvement. We don't. We just don't need another guy to shoot. We got some pretty good shooters on this team.
0: Agree. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, Glenn. It's need- probably defense that it's not probably uh, it know, is right.
1: Defense. We've just got to learn to play better as a team.
0: Yeah. I mean, offensively, you're fine. It's it's all about defense, isn't it, Glenn?
1: Well, right now, when you well, let's just see what our guys do. But uh, right now, when I watched, them even in the preseason, you can see that. You know, we have room to play defense better than what we're doing in you know this these three games that we had in practice, so uh, hopefully i will see that
0: tonight Glenn, as you probably can can tell, I need help in a lot of areas, but specifically on on ronde Hollis Jefferson, I was disappointed to see him let go. Can you explain the the rationale behind that decision?
1: Well, mostly it had to do where we were. Uh, with our roster and the pay and every all those things, so we didn't. We, he came in, he did really a nice job. We really liked him and stuff like this here. but uh, but if we you know we came in and signed him, then we'd have the roster. We wouldn't have any room for any movement at all. And I just think that uh, you want to go into this year leaving a little bit of flexibility. To see if you get some injuries or something like that, that you can bring in somebody to fill it, and uh, and I I don't mind that they left one opening. I mean, we can still go out and get him and bring him back. Sure, but at least now we still have the alternatives. If if uh, center get, Carl gets hurt and stuff, and we need a center, we could also go get a center.
0: All right, it, speaking... it had more yeah.
1: to do with uh, kind of an insurance policy that. Sure. Uh, he did well. Um, I mean, we could have. Um, you know, I watched him too, and I, I was pleased with what he did too. But I understand why they did what they
0: did. Yeah, I mean, it offers. I mean, I guess the the key word there is is flexibility. Speaking of right. of flexibility, is is that a fair way to, to summarize kind of where things stand on on your front with with taking phone calls, listening to to potential yeah. you know people to no, no, come I mean, in and buy?
1: You're correct, and you understand.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I mean, you could. I mean, if we talk one year from now, Glenn, Christmas of 2021, let's all hope that there's some sense of normalcy that's back in all of our lives with the vaccine moving forward, that that you could still be majority owner one year from now.
1: Oh, yeah, there's a, probably a good possibility that could happen.
0: Yeah, so just one of those deals where, you know, like, you're doing your due diligence. Is that a fair way to say it, that, that in your position— the phone rings, of course you're going to listen.
1: Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, and part of it is just because of my age and stuff like this here. I think it's just good for me to understand what, what's in the best interest of our ownership and, and, uh, and uh, you know what's best for the Timberwolves in Minnesota.
0: Are you surprised that David Vantropole, he's interviewed for so many head coaching jobs, that, that, that somebody hasn't pulled the trigger on hiring David? It'll happen. It'll happen. He's a great guy. Yeah, I mean, I guess the benefit is he's still here helping you guys. Yeah. Hopefully he gets these guys to, to play the defense that he's, that he's communicating on with you. It's, it's when, not if. Speaking of when, not if, is it when, not if you guys will have a, a sponsor for your jersey? Last year it was Fitbit. they're
1: yeah, still working on that. I don't, uh, uh, you know, hopefully we can get somebody soon.
0: And then your T V contract is up after the season two at Fox Sports North?
1: Yep. 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 So there's some big decisions to be made.
0: Yeah, I mean how, how involved are you in 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 those decisions? Like I would think that's a big one that, that you are, you know, all over.
1: Well oh, we got to. there's some really good guys. We got some guys from the NBA that help us with that.
0: And then I'll I'll leave you with this. The the Bucks penalty on Bogdanovich, are you kidding me, Glenn? A second round pick? And they're going to be really good. Like that second round pick oh, is going to be at the end oh, of the draft. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I didn't get it based on. I can't, yeah. I can't get into somebody else's business. I know. I just, I don't, I don't get it, Glenn. I really don't. But I'm, I'm pumped. Maybe it's just, you know, just our lives, right? Like, there's not a yeah. lot we can do. So just to have the escape of, of watching you guys tonight, you know, having league pass, watching, watching other yeah. games, watching the two games last night, like Glenn, this is. This, to me, is a, is a day to celebrate. If, if such a thing exists in this crazy year, I would like to think I can celebrate the opening of the NBA season.
1: Well, I think you can.
0: Glenn, always appreciate your time. Merry Christmas to you and Becky and the rest of your family. Happy New Year. Have a happy and healthy New Year, and I'll certainly be in touch.
1: And to you and your loved ones, the same.
0: Thank you, Glenn. Enjoy tonight. Yep. Yeah. Bye-bye. Wolves owner Glenn Taylor. I still think it'll be interesting to watch the situation in Philadelphia. Daryl Morey isn't doing anything super soon. He wants to see this thing out a little bit with them bringing in Danny Green, Seth Curry. Can Doc Rivers make it work? Maybe it does. Maybe the Sixers get off to a phenomenal start the next four to six weeks, and they run this thing through with their current roster. If not, does James Harden end up in Philly? Ben Simmons would have to be part of that package. Does Houston want Simmons? If not... Could you reroute Simmons here, route some stuff, some young pieces to Houston? I just think it's an interesting situation to keep an eye on. There is nothing imminent on that front. There is nothing cooking locally on that front. But I do think it is worth keeping an eye on just what takes place eventually with james harden all right happy holidays everyone always appreciate you listening that will wrap up scoop podcast episode 327 if i'm not back next week have a happy and healthy new year stay safe stay sane he knows he once ate an entire sheet cake he knows your selfie life isn't your real life he knows what goes down on the dms shouldn't you know your dog better now you can learn his inner secrets with embark the highest rated dog dna test Unlocking over
1: 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks.
0: Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA. That's DNA to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.